the Opening Market Podcast on the IWAG Business Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, what are we seeing taking place in the grains? Very quiet overnight action here. A mixed trade here with corn and wheat lower. Soybeans, the nearby contract up just a quarter of a cent at the break. We're looking at still kind of more of the same, which is prevailing negativity in this market. We always watch 8 a.m. Central, whether or not the USDA reports a flash sale for exports and another day without one. So for soybeans, that's almost a full month uh, since December 19th that we uh, have gone without one of those soybean sales. We've had a couple of corn sales to Mexico, but still that's not the activity that we've been waiting to see uh, so far as potentially having China return as a bigger buyer of corn and that's something that could still occur ahead. It's probably what it's going to take to turn this market attitude around here. If China does step in to return as a buyer of beans and then eventually start to pick up some U.S. corn, I think that's what would convince these bearish speculators to maybe take some profit and start to turn more friendly into the spring season when we normally have that uplift for prices into the planting season. It's it's still possible, as I allude to here, that China's going to be more active for soybeans. you think that they'd be more attractive, these prices, after falling almost $2 in about two months. And for corn, you know, it hasn't been in the past years until late January or February or March that China has uh, been buying U.S. corn. So that could still very, very well be ahead, especially to if they continue to pick up on concern over weather in Brazil, which is back to being hot and dry this week, probably for the next seven or eight days. It's going to be an impact for the second Safrina crop corn. Uh, We just don't know by how much, and that's something that we think is going to definitely be linked to those decisions by the Chinese importers. So that's the big thing we're we're thinking about at the moment is exports and Again today, I, I should say the lack of. You got the bearish WASDE report on Friday, now the bearish response in the marketplace. But when you look at the overall ag marketplace right now, where are kind of the silver linings? Where are you seeing some positive things taking place, something that has you optimistic? Yeah, if we think about a silver lining, it would be actually the potential that the bearishness is, is priced in or about to be fully baked into this market. And we talk about that crop report possibly being uh, the worst of it, you know, in terms of going forward, there's a lot of those components and starting with South America that can change in support of this market from here. So in the February report, we're absolutely going to expect the USDA to move further down on these Brazilian production estimates. I mean, they're at least 7 million metric tons above uh, what we'd call probably the average trade guess out there, and and they could be as much as 10 or 12 above what some private analysts suggest that Brazilian bean crop is. And we see the gap from the USDA even over Brazil's CONAB agency, their USDA division there in Brazil, calling the corn crop 117 million tons. That's 10 million less than where the USDA was at on Friday. So those are numbers that can tighten up uh, going forward from here. Same thing in the sense that we're not going to have any additional supply side shocks on these next several reports now that the yields are uh, for the most part set by this January report. So it's just 
you know the 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 positivity being that maybe the the negativity is is uh, mostly behind us. Let's switch over to the other side of the ag marketplace in the livestock complex. What's happening with the livestock? Still sorting through this weather bump that the cattle market has uh, priced in. We have seen still higher prices over these last couple of weeks. New highs for the move on this futures bounce for both live cattle and feeder cattle this week. It starts just simply with the lower numbers. Uh, we could see that in a slaughter rate that was down 110,000 head last week. I mean, nearly 20% from a year ago. We uh, had heard about packers, you know, canceling third shifts or being without power. And so that really uh, is what it comes down to. We look ahead, though, and we see the weather forecast, for the most part, warming up and clearing out across a lot of the plains in the Midwest. And so that should allow marketings to catch up. We don't think, you know, with fed cattle uh, supplies as short as they've been, that we had the risk of really getting too backed up. And sometimes you also worry about if marketings are delayed, will, you know, weights come heavier. And and of course, with this very frigid weather, uh, that's going to be the opposite of it, where we're concerned about uh, these cattle not taking on weight like they like they should be or like we'd like. So that's still an impact in the market. We're going to see how this cash trade develops maybe more fully today. We'd uh, expect that it could uh, bounce a couple of dollars here from last week. Uh, other than that, you see these hogs still kind of uh, lacking direction. They had a, a good two-week rally, but coming off that recent high and just looking kind of listless here as the futures have maybe overrun uh, this cash market. Joe, at this time of the year where it's a little bit quiet in terms of demand for protein, is there anything that can spike that demand at all as far as like a special event at this point of the year where it is kind of quiet? At this point, you know, there would be maybe more sensitivity to outside markets, and that has been a negative in terms of uh, like yesterday, the stock market selling off early because of worry about China and their economy and, and that. Uh, lower stock market just being linked in general to some worry about consumer demand. But the opposite can be the case as well, where if we get a few positive economic reports, uh, a better jobs update or a good GDP reading, and we have, again, because we're not far from them, new highs for these major stock indexes, that can be something that injects some uh, premium back into the livestock market as a whole because it uh, paints a rosier picture about uh, those consumers that I speak of. And I think we're pretty you know, well off, at least relative to uh, some of the fears that uh, by this point we'd be in a major recession. We're looking ahead towards some possible interest rate reductions. So the outside markets uh, can be, certainly become more supportive for the livestock trade or for you know ag futures in general. The grains would be included in that. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, what is the best way for our listeners to take advantage of the great marketing resources from Comstock? Yeah, we've got access to our Comstock report. We put that out twice daily. I author that on Friday afternoons and put out a weekend update. We've got all of our contact information. It's all on Comstock.com. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest. Thanks, Joe, and have a great rest of your week. You as well. We'll talk to you next week. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It is time now for a check of the numbers. March corn down one and three quarters at 440 and a half. March soybeans up two and three quarters at 1208 and a half. March soybean meal up a quarter of a cent at 358.90. 
March soybean oil up three cents at 47.73. Chicago wheat down seven and a half at 5.75 even. Minneapolis wheat up three quarters of a cent at 6.81 even. Kansas City hardwood wheat down five and a half at 5.88 and a half. And March oats up 13 and a quarter at 3.66 and three quarters. On the Merck, February live cattle down 32 cents at 172.77. March feeder cattle up 20 cents at 229.97. February lean hogs up 10 cents at 71.55, pork cut out for February up 67 cents at 85.37, and class 3 milk up 9 cents at 15.80. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. <laughs>